Though there's darkness before us and darkness all around us, and what Christ asks us to do as his people can be daunting, he has made us new. He has illuminated us. He is the light. God's kingdom is coming. The following is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona, sharing rock-solid hope in Jesus in Rim Country. January 26, 2020 Matthew 4, 12-23 Not every venture is pleasant. Um, you probably would have thought that if you had joined a group that went fishing in northern Europe a few years back. It was about a group of 220 people. They had set out to go on an ice shelf and do some ice fishing. Until some of them started to notice the gap and the crack that formed, and they started to drift out into sea. What started as a simple ice fishing expedition ended as a rescue operation, as they had to bring in helicopters to pull them off that ice as they were drifting out in the sea, in the ice-cold water. How would you have felt if someone had invited you on that adventure? I'm sure you're probably still familiar with what happened with the soccer team in Thailand years back. When they were invited to go exploring in a cave, what, what started as a sounding as a very fun adventure to go cave exploring ended in darkness and in water and near death for each one of them. Not every venture ends or begins with promising fun and adventure, but can be daunting. That's kind of what the disciples would have seen when Jesus called them to be his fishermen, his, his witnesses. This morning we continue our series looking at new you, and we see how though there's darkness before us and darkness all around us, and what Christ asks us to do as his people can be daunting. He has made us new. He has illuminated us. He is the light. That's what we see this morning as we look at Jesus' first preaching as we turn to Matthew chapter 4. Now Jesus' disciples evidently at least his first disciples, knew what they were getting into because they had started, Peter, Andrew, James, and John, they had started as disciples of John the Baptist. We saw the previous weeks how Jesus pointed them, or John pointed them to Jesus, and how some of them began to even follow him and listen to his teaching. But all that kind of turned on its head a little bit when what we see here, Jesus heard that John had been put in prison. John, this preacher that was supposed to usher the way for the Messiah, this one that pointed them to Jesus, now is himself caught in a net. And he's there because John had been preaching repentance against Herod and Herod's sexual immorality, and his message was rejected by a dark world. So what do John's disciples, Peter, Andrew, James, what do they do? We see them going back to life as usual, of course. Isn't that the way it is? That when God's word is clearly proclaimed in this world, the darkness of this world and the spiritual forces of evil seek to silence it. So they'll do whatever it takes to turn against that light and snuff it out. Maybe you heard of a man in the ancient church. His name was Athanasius. And Athanasius was someone who held on to the truth even though darkness was threatening to confuse the word of God. It turns out, as he held on to that truth, 
he had to face a lot of difficulty. Five times he was exiled by the various emperors over 40 different years. He himself was preaching once in his church and imperial troops marched into his church to chase him out and he had to flee out the back door. In fact, it was so hard for him to hold on to the light and the persecution was so great for him that the phrase became known, Athanasius against the world. Really, the light against the darkness. Is it that way for Christians today that they know when, when they share their faith, it can be difficult? Isn't it easier, after all, for the, the child that's surrounded by his peers in high school to just tone down a little bit his Christian light and his faith so that he doesn't face a little bit of persecution or ridicule? So he just lives life as usual, not you know, shining as a light as much as he could. Maybe you found too, there's times where shining as a light in this world, preaching repentance and pointing to Christ isn't easy because there's darkness in this world. It was for Jesus' disciples. It was easier after all just to go back to life as usual. Maybe we might be tempted to do the same. There's Christ. It says, when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he withdrew to Galilee, leaving Nazareth, and went and lived in Capernaum. And he became a light, it says, fulfilling prophecy, what we read in that region. And Jesus, it says, began from that time, that is, after John was in prison, he began to preach. You see, John's imprisonment was not something that would silence Jesus or deter him. It was actually the catalyst that led Jesus to begin his full-time ministry of preaching. Then, after John is in prison, then Jesus steps up and begins to preach in the region which is described as darkness. Even darker than around the city of Jerusalem would have been up by Galilee of, it says, the Gentiles. There were less believers there and more interaction with the, the world around them that did not hold to the worship of the Lord. And yet still, Jesus headed right for deep, dark waters because he knows God's people and his disciples must fit dark waters. His message? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. See, God's solution for Stepping into the darkness and being surrounded by the darkness, it's actually it's to shine a light on it and say, repent, because God's kingdom is coming. That's not a world that the a message that the dark world will often favor or receive, is it? When you point out someone they're wrong, they're not going to respond very favorably, will they? In fact, we see when those around us stumble in darkness, or even when we stumble in darkness, the last thing people want to hear or know is that what they've done is darkness. And the last thing they want to hear is someone decrying their sin. But repentance is not such a terrible thing. Not so bad when you know the mercy of God. Repentance is not just turning aside from the darkness of sin. Repentance is turning from that sin's darkness to Christ as the light. See, when you know the mercy of God, repentance becomes a wonderful thing. And it brings us into the light and to see who God truly is, the God who in mercy pardons sinners. That's why Jesus here is called the light. 
Yes, he's preaching repentance, but as we read on, it says, he went everywhere preaching the good news of the kingdom. Repentance leads to trusting and faith in Christ, turning aside from sin and finding light and life. You and I never would have done this. We never would have looked on the darkness of this world and sin and said, I hate that, unless God had first called us by working of his spirit, illuminated our hearts, and brought us to see the light of his mercy in Christ. This is what Christ did as he traveled throughout Galilee. But it was more than Christ. The light which illuminated that region sought to illuminate it further through his church. Jesus, walking beside the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen, these former disciples of John the Baptist. Come, follow me, Jesus said. Imagine what they're thinking is, Jesus invites them to follow, and they know what John is facing at this time. John would later even be beheaded for his message. But it says, at once they left their nets and followed him. Jesus finds two more brothers, the sons of Zebedee, and calls them to serve. And immediately they left their boat and Zebedee, their father, and followed him. This light which God has shown in your hearts continues to spread as Jesus invites his disciples to follow him. That is to learn from the light, to let the light of his gospel shine and illuminate our hearts. Following Jesus means learning from him. And following him, he says, you will be fishers of people. You're going to be those who shine the light. Maybe you don't directly serve as those who shine in this world as a full-time minister. <coughs> Maybe you yourself don't see yourself shining as a bright light. All of God's people are invited to follow him, illuminated by that light to support gospel ministry. Zebedee, can you imagine Zebedee the father allowing his sons to just leave the family business and to go and to shine, to spread this gospel, to follow Jesus. Still today, Christians are needed who will spend full-time ministry, who will leave behind whatever other occupation they might desire and serve the gospel ministry. Maybe you know someone, a friend or family member, that you can encourage to take up that call that Jesus gives to not only shine in their vocations, but to shine in a full-time calling like Christ's disciples. And you yourself, as part of those who have been illuminated by the light, can shine in your life to point others to Christ. Imagine how the disciples felt later when Jesus called them after the resurrection, said, feed my lambs. And they knew just what kind of light they had. The God who had come to die for them in the darkness and who faced sin in their stead. And the God who rose to glorious light and promised them light and life and forgiveness and sent them. You know, some people might, <coughs> excuse me, some people might look at this and say, is it worth it? To leave behind, as James and John did, your family business, or to spend full-time ministry in the gospel, to train as workers do in our church body for four, eight years to be in the ministry. Is it worth it? I think a good way to answer that question, I heard once from a person who was involved in a ministry that 
really got into the darkness. His ministry was one where he faced thugs, gangsters, people of very powerful positions and would threaten him. It was a ministry where, in a Christian ministry, by the way, where he would try to rescue those who were victims of prostitution, trapped in that field. And someone said to him once, is that really worth it? You do all that work to bring one person out of that business and the people that are running it are just going to find another person to take their place. You're not making any difference. Is it really worth it? And that man had a good answer as he reflected on the darkness of this world and the, the overwhelming odds of darkness as he tried to shine as a light. His response was, you know what, I can't tell you if it's worth it. But you'll have to ask one of those who've been rescued. You'll have to ask them if it's worth it. He had been illuminated by the light. He knew that sharing that light was worth it. Christ has shown in the darkness. And he continues to shine through his church as you have been illuminated by that light. You share Christ, the light of all. Amen.